Did you know Book Interrupted has swag? Check out our swag shop on bookinterrupted.com. There's hats, t-shirts, tanks, and a whole bunch more. Go to www.bookinterrupted.com. Parental guidance is recommended because this episode has mature topics and strong language. Here are some moments you can look forward to during this episode of Book Interrupted. Yeah, what you reading? I think it's obvious. Is it good? Not anymore. Like <laughs> I know Victoria's Secret. It's run by a man. Stop judging your sisters. And right. Stop judging yourself, more importantly. I really like well, that. Based on your little skin suit. Mm-hmm. It's like everyone mentioning and commenting on my kids' hair all the time. But then the question is, should we be commenting about each other's bodies? So That's what you're right? saying is you agree that the grocery stores should have deep connections. <laughs> That's yeah. what I'm saying. Exactly. Connection exactly centers. what I'm saying. <laughs> I've never felt more understood, Kara. Welcome to Book Interrupted, a book club for busy people to connect and one that celebrates life's interruptions. If you'd like to join along, this book cycle is from September 5th to October 16th. It's Kara's book pick, and we're reading Burnout by Emily and Amelia Nagoski. This groundbreaking book explains why women experience burnout differently than men and provides a simple, science-based plan to help women minimize stress, manage emotions, and live a more joyful life. Let's listen in to this episode's group discussion. I like the whole ideas around the bikini, what they coined the bikini industrial complex. I love that um, part. And the body, and I have been using that, those little notes a lot. I'm interested. Can you explain? Oh, they blow the whole BMI index out of the water. Oh, yeah. I know that one already. Yeah. They like they share like some discrediting (laughs) evidence on the BMI index. Yeah. Which I think we all were probably a little suspect on. (laughs) Is he sure this? Am I actually obese? (laughs) Am I morbidly obese? Totally. Morbidly obese? Really? I beg to disagree. Should I hospitalize myself? <laughs> I can apparently. I know I hate the stupid BMI. The bikini industrial complex was just the idea of how the powers that be profit off the body ideas around the female body. And they coined it the bikini industrial complex. Did you see um, that thing with the? Here we go with the uh, you know spontaneous dance, whatever that's called. <laughs> Victoria's Secrets. I was yes. gonna say the same thing. Yeah. I love that. No, tell me about this. No, tell us we more. Yeah, Lindsay, you go. It'll be way better. <laughs> it's uh, I think she was an employee. I think of Victoria's okay. Secrets, maybe, and okay. she did a dance in front of a Victoria's Secrets, and it's something like, "Do you know Victoria's I know Victoria's Secret? Secret. I know Victoria's Secret." It's run by a man. It's this whole dance and she sings this song and it's it's really good. Look it up or I'll put Basi- it in the show notes. But oh, yeah, basically saying what Leah's saying is the point of this yeah. 
chapter, he makes us feel insecure so that this whole cycle thing is perpetuated or whatever. Yeah. And so I've been using, wow, it's so much harder to do for yourself, but I started to do it when I see other people and my inner voice judges what they're wearing or how much skin they're showing or whatever. Any negative thoughts about another woman Mm. and the way they look. And then their thing is calling it the new hotness. Like, well, she's the new hotness, really claiming what is sexy about another woman or yourself as opposed to some magazine version. And I notice when I'm doing it to another woman, obviously not out loud, but (laughs) it made me really aware of that, that, you know, stop judging your sisters and stop judging yourself more importantly. I really like that. Based on your little skin suit. Also for me, I realized I had bias around while I was reading that chapter that I do have the bias and assumption that people that are obese are not as healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really interesting. And it's like, no, that studies have shown that's not true. So for me, it wasn't so much, yeah, it was about they must be unhealthy, but it's not, yeah. that's not true at all. So that's the bias that I have to keep on catching myself with. They're not yeah. healthy, you know? Yeah. So. I think too, I've been thinking about this lately, it's pretty common for people to comment on how children look yeah. like as a compliment. And so I notice it sometimes would be like, oh, somebody told my daughter, oh, you're so beautiful. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I don't know. I felt like don't comment about her body. <laughs> but I think it starts really young where people have a tendency to comment on little girls' appearance. I mean, boys too, but... It's more like, you're so brave. Look at how strong you are. It's gender. Yeah, but it can be hard, right? To stop that. But I think that's important too. Imagine being in a group and there's a whole bunch of kids and one person looked at one kid and said, you're so beautiful. Or look at their eyes or Mm. whatever, whatever it is. And it's like, what about all the other kids? They're going to be like, oh, maybe I need to have beautiful eyes or whatever. I don't even know. It's just surprising how many kids have play makeup, but it's like real makeup and they're wearing it and they're very young. Does a six-year-old need to wear makeup? I don't know. Does a 40-year-old need to yeah, wear makeup? Totally, totally. Starting younger though, when I was six, I don't think anybody wore makeup. You might get like a lip chap that's got a little tint to it. And then you felt all like, ooh, I'm so dangerous. Mm-hmm. I have this lip chap that's kind of pink. we would just inside the house getting into my mom's makeup and doing like blue eyeshadow all the way up here and being like wow look at that Liza came to life look at me now yeah it's so true though Mira don't you find the commentary on youth oftentimes I've wondered is this just symptomatic of conversationally society doesn't know so we talk about the most obvious If your kid is tall, it's always, and look at how big you are. I don't know. Commentary tends to go to the most obvious physical thing. But then the question is, should we be commenting about each other's bodies? Yeah. Right. And, you know, sometimes, you know, your, your kid will see somebody in a store and they're like, look how tall that person is. Look how small that person is. Look how fat that person is or whatever. And then what you say is everybody comes in different shapes and sizes, but it's rude to comment about somebody's body. And we'll say to our kids, it's rude to comment about somebody's body if they're outside of society's ideal weight or shape or look. But I think the message needs to be, it's rude to comment about somebody's body, period. Right? Like, oh, did you lose weight? That's, I don't know, kind of rude, right? Or 
that you're just telling people like, I notice your weight or whatever. And I would like to now reward you by commenting on the fact that you've lost said weight. Right. And then there's also the side where if you're with friends, sometimes it's nice when your friend's like, hey, I like your hair. So, you know, there's, you can't get rid of it completely, but. It's not human nature though, to like want to categorize people in different shapes and sizes or blocks. You know what I mean? Categorizing human nature that we just notice those things and we just pretend it doesn't exist. Isn't that bad too? I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Yes. We just celebrate and say like, Hey, it's great that you're tall and it's great that you're stuff as opposed to just pretending that someone's not tall and not short because we know that they're tall and short. It's just like when someone's of a different skin color than us, Mm -hmm. like we notice we're not, you know, there was that whole era where we're like, Oh, I don't see color. I don't know. So I'm just, I don't know where I'm going with this. Celebrating differences is good. Yeah. Yeah. Squiggy mentioned it during the white fragility, I think. That's when he was on, right? He was saying something about it. Don't say like, if your son's like, so-and-so's fat or whatever. And then you say like, don't say that. It is like what you're saying, Lindsay, because it implies like it's shameful to be fat and we should pretend like we don't notice or whatever. It increases gaps or... You're t- basically saying that there's something wrong with it when you're like, don't talk about it. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then you can say everybody, people come in all shapes mm. and sizes. Some yes. people are big and some people are small. Some people are tall. Yeah, and we don't need to place the value of a human based on physically what they're showing. There is no... Mm-hmm more valuable than the other yeah but also some people are tall and some people are shorter and some people are bigger and some people are skinnier and some people you know yes so i also think just pretending that they're not or saying we we don't you know i don't know that's just me i feel like i i do notice when people look different than me or their nose is smaller or their nose is bigger you notice all those things because that's how you remember someone and that's how you connect with someone and i don't know so Mm -hmm. yeah the only thing that's wrong about it is placing a judgment on it like their nose is bigger haha i'm better Right. But do you think <laughs> But do you think it's rude to comment on somebody's appearance if you don't know them? Hmm. I think, think it's about walking down the street <laughs> and somebody's commenting about how you look. I'm sure this has happened to all of us. You're walking down the street and some stranger starts commenting about how you look. It like, depends what the comment is, I guess. Yeah. Because if the comment implies I know you in some way, like, oh, your eyes are so beautiful. I bet you get all the boys. Then it's no, shut up because you don't know me. And now you're saying that my eyes are better than somebody else's eyes or whatever. And that, that they are used specifically to lure the gaze of a man. You got them slutty eyes, girl. Yeah. yeah. I have to use milkshakes to get all the boys to my yard. Yeah. Yeah, maybe if it has judgment attached to it yeah. somehow. Or yeah, like, I mean, wants something back. Somebody's yeah, like, hey, I like your sweater. It's like, oh, thanks. Me too. Yeah. Or whatever, right? They, they're not trying to take your sweater or whatever. <laughs> or, or are they? I love your sweater. Get it to me. Um, <laughs> or, or if there's a preconception associated with what they're commenting on. Yes, good one. Like if there's an unexpressed assumption. You, you know it's linked to a bias. Yeah, if you know it's linked to a bias. So that comment makes you, mm-hmm. it's like everyone mentioning and commenting on my kids' hair all the time, constantly. That's why I'm saying that, like, you don't know them. It can be maybe considered rude because you don't know what that person's hangups are. So maybe just I tend to comment on things they're wearing, not on things that they can't change. Attached to them or growing out right. of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
I always am complimenting people's glasses. It's the one thing I, like, I love glasses. I'm always, like, I say it as much as I can when I see a pair of glasses. So, like, I would hate to not do that anymore. You can't take that away from me. Yeah, and plus, if somebody's wearing yeah. something cool, you want to be like, that's cool. I think mm-hmm. you're cool. Yeah, and also, just because you say it's cool doesn't mean anything. They're like, oh, you know what now I, mean? I can't it means wear you, it. It means yeah, you like it, Would I right? comment on someone's skin tone? Ooh, you know what? I would. I have. I do. I'm like, God, your skin is glowing today. Glowy skin. Cause, and if someone says my skin looks amazing, but it's only really ever been people that know me more intimately, I'm always like, thank you. That's the goal. That's the goal. <laughs> That's why I keep it. burning it with lasers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I do comment on people's <laughs> attached parts, I guess. Hmm. I do like a good nose comment. I'm very interested with people's noses. I love really noses are so different. Mm-hmm. And most people have a lot of nose shame I've noticed yes. over the years They're very like, common oh, totally no, more so than nose. other like, body no, parts it's so cool yeah, yeah it's one of my favorite things to draw so many angles noses oh. are great so okay I'm a liar I comment on lots of shit mm-hmm. I guess you can comment I'm just thinking about it because like say for all the things you're saying what if it was the opposite right like so you're like okay your skin is so great you feel like that's okay to say but what if someone had massive acne are you allowed to oh, be like, wow, it. your skin and like, it's so greasy. Oh my God. <laughs> no, no. Well, that's the judgment, like negative judgment. So it has to be a positive or what I deem as a positive. But then you're reinforcing, right? Yeah. Then you're reinforcing the whatever is right. Well, I don't want to stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it reinforcing cultural ideals as well as like subjective personal definitions of beauty? Yeah, right? Yeah. Well, maybe yeah, it is yeah. back to not commenting on people's appearance. But if a child comments on someone, I think the caution is don't reinforce like the shame of whoever they're commenting on. It's like, oh my God, don't. We don't want to insult them because you're pointing out the thing that society has deemed is not okay about them, mm-hmm. right? Like you might be like, yes, that's true. What do you think about that? Yeah, right? some or whatever. people are born without a arm or whatever right and then the kids want to know oh that's very interesting yeah let's talk about that yeah like and I mean you can always super duper uncomfortable but if it's within earshot you could be like would you like to ask them about that and then the person might be like fuck off and you could be like well (laughs) some people don't like talking about themselves to strangers (laughs) anyway back to groceries or whatever kneeling down here talking like this to my child awkwardly (laughs) (laughs) well that's the thing is that if you're commenting to somebody's face you're usually starting a connection but if you're commenting about somebody and they're over there then maybe that's something different different. yeah that's right yeah also I feel like a good test is if you want to say something and you follow it with because I feel like anyone's reply could be like and oh I, I love your skin and right or your skin's so greasy and like what's the point why are we saying it Maybe we should strive to connect on things that are not surface, Mm. you know, like, what do you think about, Mm. right? Maybe that's a better, whatever. (laughs) That's a hard groceries conversation starter, but yeah. I know. What is your soul saying to you? (laughs) You've got a lot to say. Yeah. about this cucumber yeah. what do you think about this cucumber the part-time <laughs> deli meat guy is like yeah. uh, do you want the bologna 
<laughs> the grocery store has lazy boy chairs or like a little sitting area for people who need to talk about like the deep meaning of their t-shirts <laughs> or whatever. Tell me well, what yeah, that's the thing. Like you. you can't, yeah. you can't see. That's what people comment about things they can see because if it's just to a stranger, you can't see what their beliefs and feelings and their favorite yeah. color and their whatever. You can't see that you know, just off the bat. So surface wise, that's all you can see is the surface. So that's why people comment on the surface. So what you're right? saying is you agree that the grocery stores should have deep connections. <laughs> that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Exactly. Connection exactly centers. what I'm saying. <laughs> I've never felt more understood, Kara. Got, like, <laughs> got a little table with free samples there too. Oh, then oh, we'd be connecting was... all over. Oh my God, this is yeah. great, guys. We're I'm going to start a grocery store. I think there is, didn't I see that? Go no, I'm going to be Kim now. About, feels like. there was a library or so, not library but somewhere where you could go and instead of check out a book you'd go and have a conversation with somebody so there'd be like it's like human libraries yeah and you come and like sit down and have a five-minute conversation and or 10 or whatever however long learn about their life and whatever and then ask them questions and then you move on to somebody else i don't i gotta find it i'm see i, I am it's wow. a facebook meme it's just a like did you know in germany they have human oh. libraries per instead of checking out a book you can check out a person and you just sit down and talk to them but be very risky it's Is very it trafficking yeah. you can check out a <laughs> no. person yeah. as long as you have them back in two weeks <laughs> god um, this interruption is brought to you by Unpublished. Do you want to know more about the members and in Book Interrupted? Go behind the scenes? Visit our website at www.bookinterrupted.com. Book Interrupted. So I'm at my parents and there's these bugs that fly around. We call them stink bugs. I don't actually know the real name because when you squish them or you hit them, they release this smell. It's not actually that stinky. I think it kind of smells like lemongrass though, which is weird. <laughs> but anyway, so I'm at their house and there's so many of them this year and they keep flying on you and they'll sit on you and they, they're in the like bed sometimes, they're in by the windows. And then last night I was outside and I'm wearing this pantsuit thing. So a one piece, like a jumper. And one flew right down the back of my pantsuit, but I'm outside with my family, so I can't take it off. So I'm trying to like shake the bug out of my pantsuit. So it goes down my leg and out. <laughs> it was the funniest thing. Anyway, so I was interrupted by stink bugs. Book interrupted. I like to have chit chat Maybe. with people like strangers <laughs> while I'm going about my day. And sometimes, let me see, I was on a bus in Vancouver because our flight was delayed by 24 hours. And so we Amazing. had an extra day in Vancouver. And I just made some comment about construction because some the guy seemed to be upset about the construction. I was like, oh yeah, whatever. And then he started going into these big conspiracy theories all of a sudden. I was like, back away. And I'm sitting by this guy on the bus. And he's going off about whoever's taken over Vancouver and they're paying for the construction. I was like, wait, wait. These people you're angry at are fixing the roads? Great. That doesn't sound so bad. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> Whatever. What are they going to fix next? But I was like, do you ever start a little conversation? And then you get in and you're like, I don't want to be in this conversation anymore. How do I back out? Right? Like say as little as possible. <laughs> right. Especially if you're on a bus, the only obvious move is that you get up and walk up the aisle and sit somewhere else, you know? Or spontaneous sleeping. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Never happens 
to me ever. No, this never happens never? to me. People be, this happens to my husband all the time. And I'm always just like, dude, just, you don't have to listen to anything. Just get your headphones out and put them in. Oh no. That it happens all the done. time. I don't, it doesn't yeah. necessarily. You would think this also tells people oh, some you're not people, available. Yeah, some people are full. Yeah, I mean, what no, you reading? I think it's obvious. Is it good? Not anymore. Like <laughs> you've ruined it. <laughs> totally. In Toronto, people don't I talk to each other, so it's okay. Hey, <laughs> I love that. In Toronto, love they're that. very don't good. Talk. Yeah, picking up on the social cues. You know, like the book in front of face means don't disturb. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm highly approachable. People come up and there'll be like a whole bunch of people. I'll be like busy. Because I do whatever. I used to do a lot of reading when I came And walking. And they'll come up, interrupt me and be like, do you know where this is? I'm like, why are you asking me for directions? All these other people aren't doing anything. (laughs) I think it's because I make eye contact with everybody I pass on the street. That's (laughs) weird. I do. Don't you smile at everybody you see? Like if somebody's walking past, smile. Don't you find some people misinterpret the smile with like strangers? As what? I'm like, no, no, no. This was just a polite, casual, we're passing each other. (laughs) This isn't an invitation for it to be anything more. No, that's on you, man. Stop smiling at strangers. You're inviting them to approach you when you're looking them in the eyes and smiling at them. Oh, I just thought that's what you do. I thought you're supposed to be polite. You can do whatever you want to do if you want to talk to strangers, <laughs> I guess. I like to give people a good morning. If it's if there's not a lot of people, I'd be like, good morning. Good yeah. Morning. Well, that's why it happens to you. <laughs> people love a smile. It's a gift. A smile is a gift. You smile at somebody and then they smile and then they feel nice. I like talking to strangers. People are so interesting. I love people. Even if they're being like the crazy conspiracy guy. But like, that's why I love my giant teeth. I have really big teeth. And I tell my kids, I'm like, it's great to have big teeth because you can do a nice big smile and then it makes other people smile and it spreads joy wherever you go. Yeah, you sound like a Hallmark card or movie or something. I love it. I love it. Do you, if you ever see somebody who's looking like stressed or like sad, giving them a smile, it's like a little gift. You don't have to know that person. And then they make them smile. That actually releases like chemicals in your body that make you feel better. If I was grumpy and in Toronto, and I was like, rrr, 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 and then I look over and someone's like, I feel like, <laughs> who are you? Oh. Get away. What do yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, like, stop staring at me. I'd be like, you're being, they're being so rude staring at me while I'm having my moment. <laughs> I don't know. No, but like when you pass each other, you just do the eye contact. You're just trying to like center yourself and your emotions. And then you just look up and someone's going. Well, <laughs> <laughs> when you put it that way. Well, I'm not talking about Staring. Not staring, just smiling at you and you like they're clearly looking at me. Just remember it's a gift, Leah. It's a gift. You're not looking at them the whole time. You pass <laughs> and you And I'd just be embarrassed and I'd retreat more. If you're walking towards somebody, you have you to have see to them so them. you don't yeah. bump into them. You're not You've got peripheral vision though. Yeah, you don't have know. to I'm saying you're I not staring like at people. <laughs> you know, staring would be creepy. What is it they say? There's a certain number of seconds of staring. That's what I wanted to know. What's the creeping me out or not? I got a number. The <laughs> There's a number for the number of seconds if somebody keeps eye contact that makes people feel uncomfortable. It's not very long. I bet right? it'd be two I, or three seconds. I don't stare at people because I have a vivid memory of when I was a kid watching some of the senior ballet dancers do ballet, and I was in the doorway watching them. I remember one of the older ballet dancers come in she's like you're so creepy you always stare at everyone 
Stop staring. Rude. And now? Who is she? They're performing. Isn't it rude if I don't look? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you dancing so people watch? Yeah. Are you a dancer? <laughs> what do you want from this audience? <laughs> pay attention. Don't pay attention. So, yeah. So I have this weird thing, so I don't do what Meredith does. I'm a worried that I'm staring. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm not staring at people. I don't do what Meredith does. I'm not staring. I'm giving a glance and a smile when I pass somebody closely on the street. I don't think that's that crazy. Right? Oh my God. I'm not doing what Meredith is staring at everybody, following down the street, staring at their face. Hey, hey, look at me. Oh my god. It's not crazy. <laughs> you guys don't look at the person at the cash register when you buy stuff? Or you don't make eye contact with, with the bus driver when you get on the bus? Of course. Of course. I do. Yeah, I do. Of course, but not people I don't need to look at. <laughs> I do, but I have to actively have to plan. I remember a year that was New Year's resolution for me was looking people in the eye when I buy things. Cash register situation. Yeah, to show respect that yeah. I see you as a person. But that was literally, I had to actively plan to do that. Are you serious? Because I was like, this is not healthy, Leah. You're never looking at anyone in the face. Really? <laughs> yeah, so that, and now I do, but I don't generally. I do, in a transaction, of course. If you're like, you're like, yeah. hello, you know, whatever. I need to hey. ask Small talk. something. Can you imagine Lindsay as a waitress? Not looking at anyone? <laughs> Could you imagine, like, Lindsay serving people and, like, purposely avoiding the... She would just randomly and hope for the best as she serves. Lindsay, stop yeah. staring at people yeah. at the cash register. It's creepy. It's creepy. <laughs> stop staring at them. <laughs> no problem. You know, when I'm at restaurants, often people, because I'm just used to being in a restaurant, I think people think I work at every restaurant because I always get people come up to me in different oh. restaurants that I don't work at to be like, Oh, where's the bathroom or whatever? And I'm like, oh, are you serious? Totally so how you carry yourself in <laughs> totally. a restaurant. That makes sense yeah. to me. Yeah. Do you know what's funny That's is cool. depending on where you are, would you be flattered or insulted? You know what I mean? Like if you're oh at God, yeah. the dollar store mm -hmm. and someone's like, hey, can you help me? And you're like, I'm not wearing a green smock. I get that all the time. Why do you think I work here? <laughs> do you know where this is? Do you know what aisle this is in? I was like, uh, no, but I'll help you find somebody who works here if you want. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you don't work here? I was like, no. I'll help you out. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I get that here all the time at the grocery store and I don't speak French or like I speak a little Wolof, but all the time people come up to me and I'm like, I'm sorry, I only speak English. I don't know what you're asking, but constantly. Really? You kind of look French to me. You're probably making more eye contact with people than you think because you're friendly. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm staring at people. Maybe you have like the presence. It never left you your days at Whole Foods. You just know your way around a grocery store. Maybe. <laughs> anyway. So, anyway back to the book. Ah, uh, yes. Connection is part of the book, right? Just connection. That's what I'm talking about. I was just going to say. That's true. Is there something about what we're doing, though, like that makes it? That was my favorite part. They quantified it by giving the research as well. They made a great argument for relational connection is just as important as air to breathe, sleep, nutritious food. Let's not discount the importance of connecting. I loved the evidence that they included in the research. I found the evidence weird. Like, I don't know if I remember. I read this ages ago now, so, mm -hmm. but I felt like it wasn't 
I mean, I know they had footnotes at the back, but I feel like they don't really tell you. Is that right? During when they're actually saying things? Yeah, they draw upon, I think if memory serves correct, they drew in large part upon uh, looking at orphanages. And was it predominantly orphanages in Mm. Russia? They did a bad experiment before ethics. And they had babies oh, yeah. that never got any. Oh anything. yeah, they did the achievement oh, ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those people that they're were not ne- successful. Oh, I don't know if it was on purpose. I think it was an overrun orphanage. They had very few caregivers, so they had the baby in the crib, and they would just put a bottle that's above them, and then mm-hmm. walk away. And this, the babies got very little contact because mm-hmm. they didn't have time to contact a baby yeah. for very many minutes a day. And, and babies will die. And there was developmental delays. Yeah, maybe because there was a war or something. There was a surge in orphans or something like that then. Yeah, I can't remember. It wasn't like an experiment. It was, you know. Due to circumstance. No resources. Yeah. Not enough resources. Was it in Romania? Googling it. Because mm-hmm. um, it's pretty but crazy. I don't remember it from this yeah. book. So the reason that the orphanages were overrun was because they banned contraception and abortion. <laughs> And it was Romania. They thought that it would make their society more robust. They wanted more citizens, I guess. Oh, sorry. We've got a knock at the door. Um, Book interrupted. (laughs) So the Romanian orphanages, they had also something against foster care and they needed to like Mm -hmm. show that foster care was okay or something. So they took half of the kids, but the orphanage that they were in were just bad. They just, it wasn't for any reason. The kids stared at a white wall and never got any contact. And then the foster kids got taken out before they were two. And that was kind of the key point, I guess, was that, you know, your early life exposure to adversity has a certain time limit before it can become a little more reversible than other times. I'll send a link to you guys just to show you. It's just a random article. The first thing I could find when I Googled, but that was that. So those are the details. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Book Interrupted. If you'd like to see the video highlights from this episode, please go to our YouTube channel, Book Interrupted. You can also find our videos on www.bookinterrupted.com. Are you interested in buying this book? Do you want to order the next book so you can read along? Go to www.bookinterrupted.com shop to see a complete list of our books. And if you haven't tried them yet, our affiliate partners, The Bookshop and Libro.fm both help support your local bookstore where available. Thanks for taking the time to check in and connect. We'll see you next time on Book Interrupted. Moments you can look forward to on next week's Book interrupted. I don't have this human giver syndrome. So it's like, am I not a good enough woman? Kiss, you can hug, you can do exercise, you can meditate, you can daydream. <laughs> Burnout is my Moby Dick. Yeah. So. <laughs> do you hear that, Nagoski sisters? <laughs> Clarissa Piccola Estes. I was ready for it. I don't know <laughs> that I would have fallen in love if I wasn't at that particular point in time. But if we're reading about facts or data or whatever, you don't need to dress Just it up the facts, for me. man. Yeah. <laughs> Just give it to me with no underpants. (laughs) (laughs) No underpants. Book interrupted. Never forget, every child matters.